Welcome, listeners, to the podcast Eberron Adventures, a real D&D podcast set in the world of Eberron. Let's listen as we hear the adventures of six unique personalities. Skogar, a tall half-orc bounty hunter, fighter. Velma, a five-foot-tall human rogue that's a journalist. Lucar, a male lightfoot halfling sorcerer. Azuri, a Kalashtar cleric. Lissa, a human wizard. And Jack, a blazeball player with an undeclared major. They're all attending Winshire University as they develop and hone their skills to become adventurers and dare I say heroes. But lore and rules lawyers beware. We pick and choose rules we want to stick to and the lore is freestyled. So let's jump right back into the action and listen to the newest episode of Eberron Adventures. We are going to, so this session is going to be like a mix of, we're going to start the next adventure towards the end. And we're going to do some character by character, like, what have you been doing the last couple of weeks? And then, but before that, what I wanted to do, because I'm actually getting, uh, um, I'm having somebody do a, a drawing of a group of a, basically a group photo of all the characters together. So, which is why I asked the question I asked, but I like to go around the group and have each of you describe with a little bit of detail, what your character looks like, and then just an average outfit they would wear. Does that sound good? We're going to start with Skogar first. What what does Skogar look like? Doesn't it, just just enough detail, like the basics, you know, height, uh, general appearance, and then what's a type of outfit or clothing style that Skogar would wear? So Skogar's really tall you'll notice that he's got um a grayish tannish skin being a traditional half work okay uh the most uh telling characteristic about skogar easiest way to pick him out of crowd is that uh due to his um allergic reactions to metals uh uh he's got lots of scars and pockmarked skin uh he's pretty uh pretty gruesome looking <laughs> uh he wears uh pretty basic drab um uh, mostly darker gray colors just your standard pants and tunic uh the armor that he's donned that you guys have seen in the past has been um made out of bone links and um <clears throat> he carries that bone great sword which is quite tall the sword is six foot long you know he's a commanding presence with this huge sword there's nothing magical about it it's just a, a big piece of bone that is killer yeah that's awesome i think I'd, I'd love to know about what velma looks like and what a typical outfit for velma would be well velma is about five feet tall so you know not particularly imposing uh, not diminutive. Uh, she, on campus, she's a typical girl with her uh, jeans and t-shirts. She does not wear band t-shirts because uh, Gogar, if anybody doesn't acknowledge how great the murder hobos are, he can get, uh, he starts to get, uh, he can get intimidating. Yeah. So it's just best not to <laughs> challenge him on that. Uh, she wears uh, white athletic socks and trainers. 
when she goes out in uh, on an adventure, she has the puffy orange sweater. Uh, she's never seen without her uh, camera. And part B, right now she's got uh, uh, glasses, just respectable horn rims. Uh, her hair right now is <laughs> uh, is black, straight, uh, off the shoulder. And uh, her... Um, her eyes are violet for now. And her dragon mark you have not seen because it's a, it looks like a tasteful tattoo on her ankle, which is always covered by her athletic socks. Nice. Very thorough description. And I, I really enjoyed the for now references multiple times. Like it's, well, you it's, know how it, dragon marks work. Yeah, 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 it is true. How about um, Lucar? What does Lucar look like, and what sort of outfit would we see Lucar in? Yeah, so Lucar, as a lightfoot halfling, is probably comes up to Skogar's little over his kneecap, I'm guessing. He has pale skin, blue eyes, and wears his hair sort of long, brown long hair almost down to his shoulder. Um, like a typical <laughs> halfling, he, or, or maybe a prototypical halfling, he's got like a vest covered by another vest covered by a trench coat. And all of those, and, and underneath the vest is like a sweater. So like he's got a sweater and a bunch of vests and then a trench coat. Oh. And all of those things have like tons and tons of pockets, like Rob Leefield uh, circa 1990 X-Men pockets and pouches and stuff all over the place. Boom. Man, that was a drop. <laughs> and well then, done. Uh, he's got boots that come up up to his like knee, but you know, obviously they would be like low tops for Skogar. But you know, they they come up to his knee, and even his boots, like lots of laces in the front, but there's a pouch on each side of his boots too, uh, and all these they're overflowing with stuff. Um, and then most okay. importantly, he has a a ring which is his arcane focus. Um, and it's the ring of the silver flame and it's a silver it's a silver ring and it sort of has like a blue glow to it and then let's move on to azuri so azuri uh is a is a kalistar and okay. is um about five six a little bit shorter uh for a kalistar but fairly well built however it's hard for most people to tell this because he is Rarely have ever seen without his gray uh, long poncho. Uh, it, it has a hood and he keeps it up almost all the time. And this poncho is very well loved and is just about the plainest gray you have ever seen. Um, he has uh, brown boots on beneath it that are well loved and have a hole in them. Uh, but he tells everyone that they fit just fine and are more comfy than any boots he's ever tried and doesn't want to get rid of them uh, or have them mended or anything. Uh, and his skin is fair, but again, this is typically hidden beneath a gray hood that he keeps up. Uh, Jewelry-wise, he has his, uh, his uh, holy symbol. It is a piece of smoky quartz 
that is uh, around a necklace that has uh, sort of the, the silver uh, viney stuff to to hold it together to the uh, to the pendant. Okay. Nice. And when he does have to go out on battle, he throws his uh, he throws chainmail over top of this gray hoodie, and it like sticks out in weird ways. This this gray poncho. And it doesn't look like it would be very comfy at all, and he's he's a little bit awkward while doing it, but he has this gray hoodie, this gray poncho on the entire time. Just like the, I'm just going to kind of blend in and be here sort of vibe? Yeah, this is more of the, I don't want anyone to see my face or basically anything about me ever, and plain gray covering most of my body seemed like the most effective way of doing that. I dig it. And last, but most certainly not least, is... Uh, Lissa. What about oh. Lissa? What does she look like? What's a, a type of outfit that Lissa would wear? All right. So Lissa is a tall human, about five foot eight, we'll say. Uh, she's got straight black hair that goes all the way down to her waist with deep green eyes and tan because she spends a lot of time outside. So yes, lots, lots of sun on her skin. Uh, a typical outfit, uh, let's say she likes the bright colors on a dark background. So she has her favorite pair of hot pink boots. Uh, maybe not hot pink, but like a nice bright pink. And then her black trousers are kind of like tucked into them. And then she'll wear like a, uh, like a dark, maybe black or like a deep purple midnight blue, uh, tunic with, uh, the pink uh, etching around it, the trim, nice bright trim. Uh, and then a scarf. She likes to wear a fashionable scarf, not one like wool or anything, but just like a nice light cotton scarf wraps around her neck. Looks really cute. Uh, and then of course, you'll always see her with her yellow backpack. It usually has some books in it, looks pretty heavy, or you might see her trying to sneak in some critters to the dorms, some uh, chipmunks or uh, mice or things like that to hang out with because she loves animals. Um, yeah, and I think that's it. Yeah. Or or recently murdered bugs to put on her wall. <laughs> yes, what, exactly. You know, what, whatever, whatever works. Yeah, whatever she finds in the woods that day. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, so... Let's, uh, now the next thing we're going to do before we get started into the next adventure, which is called the merchant's daughter, we're going to do a little, uh, character lore development, so to speak, and like little potential to build fun and interesting little side quest stories along the way, um, just by kind of going around and having, giving people the opportunity to, to talk about, um, what their what their character has been up to the past couple of weeks, or in some cases, um, maybe told what their character has been up to the past couple of weeks. Um, so, I'd, I'd kind of like to know. So, you, you guys, so you've come back. You've come back from getting your money from uh, the acquisition of the toy, even though you really didn't do much much of the much of the work. Um, However, uh, the the um, rich benefactor in question, um, he didn't. He's got money to burn, so he didn't really care. And he would. He was more interested in saving his saving his nephew um, any hassle than anything from any than anything else. So 
you're all back. You've all gotten back to your dorms and back to back to business or uh, class or school as usual. Um, and I think we should kind of give people an opportunity to talk about what they've done. So why don't we start with Velma? Velma, what have you what have you been up to? What sort of things have you been getting into over the last couple of weeks? Uh, well, I did properly secure the uh, D4s into a uh, two <clears throat> sock, an extra sock. <laughs> How do you get extra socks? Nobody knows. They just kind of happen. Uh, I must complain that D&D Beyond is not easy to make custom uh, homebrew weapons. But, you know, write down the stats and they'll just figure it out. Part two, I went to uh, investigate the Guild of Antiquarians. Okay. Our mysterious benefactor. Why would he uh, send us out to pick up a toy? What is their uh, general deal? Are they like uh, Belloc or Indiana Jones? Does it belong in the museum or are they like uh, privateers? And uh, I found out that... Uh, Silver Tongue just likes toys, uh, special uh, limited release sets, and uh, nobody's uh, nobody's going to hold that against them. Uh, who am I to think that's weird? And uh, basically, I made his nephew cry, and basically, <laughs> I learned that I'm I learned that I'm abrasive. <laughs> just a, just a scotch. But they don't maybe, call me. Right? No, they don't call me nosy Nelly for nothing. That's fantastic. That is great. Um, welcome, Jack. Let's let's rewind just for a split second. Jack, why don't you um, why don't you share with the group uh, share if you will what what Jack looks like and what a typical outfit for Jack would be because we did that with everybody else before you got here. All right. So um, Jack's can you hear me? I'm on. Yep. Jack's yep. Jack's Jack's style has uh, changed since he's gotten here. Like at first he came in just brown hair, you know, wearing his blaze ball, you know, Winshire gear. And uh, for a while there, he was doing the blonde hair look, you know, for whatever reason, kind of even did like the uh, sweater around his, you know, uh, around his neck. Uh, but ever since, um, for a while now, like he, he let the blonde hair, like it just one night, you know, like it just changed overnight, you know, all of a sudden he was back to being brown haired and, you know, he started wearing more, I guess you could say earthy clothes, you know, like more leathers and furs. And he's kind of gotten, it seems like he's gotten bigger, like whether he's had a growth spurt or, you know, his, 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 his muscles, he's, he's been working out in the gym maybe, but like, you know, he's looking bigger than he did when he started, like a little less, uh, I don't know. He just looked like a regular guy when he came in, but now he looks like a regular guy who's gotten, gotten a little bit buff. And, uh, you know, so a, a lot of his outfits now are, are leathers and he's, you know, it's getting wintertime. So he's wearing bulky furs. <clears throat> yeah, we are. Um, we winter winter is uh, winter is coming. Um, we are currently sitting in in uh, fall sort of. So he's got, he's got like a nice, nice sweater weather. He does. Yeah, he always yeah. has a windshire scarf on, but he does. You know, he's got nice. he's got these leathers and like. <clears throat> You know, you know, maybe maybe like a like a a flannel, but fur line. Definitely, he's definitely going for that earthy look. Okay. That that ranger look, that druid look, as if it were. 
So then, so then let's um, let's maybe a uh, barbarian look. There you go. And so on that on that note, let's um, let's also ask the question of after the adventure and everybody coming back to the campus and getting settled back in and going back into class and things of that nature. Um, what has Jack been up to the last couple of weeks before we start the next adventure? Oh man, Jack's been so busy. Like, first of all, you know, they're, they're asking him to get into better shape for the blaze ball team. So that's, you know, he, he says he's, he says he's at the weight room all the time. Uh, then he says his counselor, you know, has told him to basically write a paper about the thieves guild. So, you know, you know, he's he's kind of splitting his interest and he's going to the thieves guild. It's not something he planned on doing, but they said he would be perfect for it. So he's spending a lot of time in the thieves guild as well. And he he was like so interested because he thought that, oh man, you know, they're separate, they're secretive, all that. All he's learning is like pickpocketing and stabbing people while their backs are turned. He's like, oh, this is pretty lame. It is interesting though that one of the thieves on the uh, rail car, the lightning rail, is one of his classmates and, you know, He's looking at this guy going like, what, what are you doing? You're not supposed to take this stuff outside without, you know, the approval of your teachers, et cetera, and so forth. So, you know, like he's kind of, kind of been disappointed in the whole thing, but you know, he's trying to be good and basically his blaze ball scholarship depends on it. So he's got to infiltrate the thieves guild. And, and then on top of it all, he's trying to get, you see somehow fandangle himself into some more ranger classes with the, uh, Professor, what's her name? Pine, Pine Feather. Pine Feather. Yep. Yeah. So he's trying to he's trying to fi- figure out what what other classes P- Professor F- Pine Feather teaches, so that he could, uh, you know, basically he's like uh, he he hasn't decided on a major yet. He doesn't know what he's doing. Like maybe yeah. maybe he wants to spend yeah. all his time rangering. I don't. Who knows? Yeah. Undeclared, right? So to speak. Basically, um, yeah. So to speak, yeah. yeah. Um, Blazeball. Blazeball. Yeah. Yeah. So. And he might um, be a one and done and just go on to the professional leagues. Who doesn't know? Oh, and um, in, in addition, uh, Jack doesn't get a lot of get mail very often, hardly at, at school in his mailbox. So he doesn't really, he doesn't really check it. Um, but you were apt to check it uh, one day. He probably checks it once recent. every, he probably checks it once a week, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So in one of the, cleans out the times, spam most recent time that you did check it um you noticed you noticed that there was a there was a, a small envelope um in that mailbox and there was a uh, a note inside the envelope it was a note that said we know who you are please be careful signed the dark guild and i have just sent that to you so skogar immediately throws it out throws it out okay got it so Skogar, what has Skogar been doing over the last few weeks? Well, Skogar is under um, <clears throat> um, not suspension. I'm sorry. Oh, your your probation your probation Pro- is, yeah, is, he's, is, he's, has been completed during this process. Yeah, but during those weeks, because I'm assuming that was during it, he stuck around campus. Um, he spent some time in the tool tool uh, tool shed. Uh, getting in and out because he was painting the, the fence that he was ordered to do. So he completed painting the fence with uh, the, the white paint, but as he was, oops, sorry, as he was, one second, babysitting my sister's dog, he started chewing up a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, 
so as he was spending time in the tool shed, he was kind of looking at all the different paints in there. And he kind of, he remembers that, uh, and this is kind of leaning into his bounty hunters, bounty hunters, uh, Mark aspect that he gamed at three. He's like, okay. that worked pretty well. He thought to himself, you know, if I could just take some of these paints and put them in these little uh, vials here, if I hit somebody with these paint, I'll always know what they are. These are sticky, nasty, old paints. And so he's concocting a series of colored paints that he's using or that he kind of he's going to keep on himself uh, for for doing different things in the future that we'll see. Uh, he's he's hanging out with Carl Merlot a little bit. And okay. um, uh, he's just really really trying to watch over his shoulder to make sure that dean's not after him because dean said he's got cameras and so far skogar's seen a couple of those but you know maybe not all of them yet <clears throat> it's really cool that you said the dean because speaking of the dean um after your completion of your probation um you get called into the dean's into the dean's office you go in you you pop you pop a squat and uh and the dean says um he says well Hello there, Skogar. It appears as though you successfully passed your 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 probation. Yeah, well, I did the time, you know. So uh, I guess now I'm off the hook, and I never, you know, records clean. Records clean. That is that is true. However, I just would like to clarify that I I, I asked you to paint over the vandalism. Not offense. Yeah. Well, crap. <laughs> and then, and then the, the dude's like, he just <laughs> chuckles and says, but I tell you what, boy, you did a damn fine job on that fence. And then he hands you, he hands you a, 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 a letter, um, not in an envelope, just a folded piece of paper. Um, and you open it, you open it and read it. And it is a note from the, as of yet, not named, uh, coach. Um, and it says, uh, says Skogar, uh, Skogar, we've, I've watched your, I watched your performance in class as well as, um, gotten feedback from your, uh, your real life experience adventuring that you've done so far. And. I must say I'm thoroughly impressed and would like to invite you to try out for the Winshire Wyverns wrestling squad. And the Dean says, and as you finish reading, the Dean says, what do you think of that? Yeah. Uh, I don't have to wear one of those goofy little uh, leotards, do I? Because, you know, out in the swamp marshes, the only wrestling I know is when the hobgoblins put on dresses and wrestle in the mud. <laughs> this isn't that. Oh, okay. And the the, the is like, it that funny though? It it's it's a serious competition of strength, and it builds some character. Strength, okay. Well, and plus, it will also it will also, as as the youngsters say nowadays, buff your stats, so to speak. 
Yeah, I could go for some big gains. All right, <laughs> I'm going to see this guy out. So then, yeah, so that's something we'll pick up at another time. But so you've been invited to, to try out for the uh, Winshire Wyverns wrestling squad. Let's see. So, so what that's... is our hated uh, crosstown rival, Arcanix? What is their uh, mascot? And I, I don't think know. we what gotta is go it? steal them. I think um I think that's a great follow-up is what is what is their mascot? Um We know we already have established their mascot. Oh what is it what what was it again on the, the bugbear? Yeah, it's right? the pirate owlbears, right? I mean <laughs> right? Jack, you know about those pirate owlbears, right? Uh yeah, yeah, they're, they're the worst. Absolutely. Yeah. I hate them. Yeah. yeah, no, they're, yeah, the pirate, pirate owlbears. Yeah, they're, uh, with their silly patches on their eyes and peg legs and all that. Yeah. Terrible. The worst. <laughs> so, um, so we've talked to Jack and Skogar and Velma. What has Lucar been, been up to? So Lucar went into the sorcery school because he was touched by wild magic at some point when he was younger and he felt, well, I got to explore this. But now that he's at school and he sees like all these different schools around and different people learning different things, he's, he's shown a lot of interest in that. So he's been, he's been poking around the other schools and uh, the, he was really interested in becoming a paladin because he thought, well, I've got this strong faith. Maybe that'll work. But the paladin sort of laughed him off because they're like, you're really not wise enough and you're definitely not strong enough. And they sort of bullied him around and pushed him down. So no paladin for me. And then uh, the barbarians obviously didn't even look at him when he, when he walked by. So he kept looking and uh, the clerics and druids saw something in him and were like, yeah, maybe, but I don't know if you've got the wisdom yet. You're, you're still so young and you maybe need to get a little bit wiser, but come back someday and, and maybe will. And he's a little dejected. He was walking back to the sorcery school and and this guy showed up out of the shadows and said, you know, we're always looking for a, a lightfoot halfling at the rogue school, something you might consider, but he got a little, he got a little creeped out about this guy, like just showing up out of the shadows. So he's like, ah, I don't know. I'll think about it. But ultimately he went back to the sorcery school and th the sorcery school has been very impressed with Lucar's progress. And they say, you know, you're you're really learning a lot here. We've got more to teach you. And over the last few weeks, he's learned different ways of harnessing his sorcery skill. Some might call it meta magic. He learned a couple of new skills that might help in the future now that he's at this next level, let's say, in the in the in the in the grand scheme of school. So he's feeling good about the sorcery school right now and all he's learning from his teachers. But still, right there in the back of his mind, there's this thought that know maybe maybe i can minor in something and and learn a little bit more about one of these other skills and he's still trying to figure out what that is and you know maybe he needs to work on i don't know how you would learn more wisdom but maybe that's what he needs <laughs> as next step to get there so we'll right. see what happens in the future right i mean that's that's a great idea i think um i think that's a that's a that's a fine approach to take i like that i like that lucar is is really trying to consider like his his future and and opportunities to grow um so when um so 
let's say, uh, let's say you've, let's say you've the, the interaction that you've had with, with your, with your magic school, your specific, um, your specific class, uh, that magic school, after you had that interaction, you know, you've had some good classes that day, you go, you go back to the dorm and, um, you're like, oh, I think I need to, you know, wash up and, and, uh, kind of get, you know, shower up from the day and, and, uh, get into my, um, my chilling out, chilling out in my dorm room, multi-pocketed, you know, comfy clothes. And, uh, so you go into the shared bathroom, which is, it's a, it's a one person at a time bathroom. Um, so you go into the shared bathroom and you, you take, you know, you take your shower, do your thing. And as you go, you, you get out and you, you're drying off and you, you brought your clothes in. So you start to put clothes on, you're, you're kind of checking yourself in the mirror, um, checking your hair and fixing, you know, making sure your hair looks, you know, running a comb through it and stuff. Um, and then you see like, then you see an image in the mirror and it's like this, it's like a ghostly image and it looks, it looks like a, like a shape of a head and it starts to form more and more into the shape of a head. And then, but, the, and you see like, you see some sort of a tangible face of some kind, but it's not just one face, it's multiple faces. On one hand? Um, yes. Yeah. It's like, it's like superimposed faces over each other. Right. Oh, okay. Yep. And then, and then they actually speak to you. Hmm. Okay. Um, and it sounds like this. Oh, I see you started using your magic. What an exciting time for you. I'm sure you have many questions. Are you enjoying the power it gives you? You should. This was all my idea, after all. We need you to be powerful. After all, you are the grounded one of the family. We need the level-headed one to be very powerful. We need you to come home when you graduate school. And then the face pauses for a second. Do, do, do these faces look like halfling faces, human faces? Can I tell something different? Um, <clears throat> humanoid. Okay. So it's, it's kind of an embodiment, if you will, of different faces, um, different types, right? But all, but all humanoid. So you, 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 you get some a little bit of elvish vibes. You get a little bit of halfling vibes. You get a little bit of human vibes. You get you like anything that's more humanoid in nature, not so much like, you know, orc, ogre, that kind of stuff. Um, Before anything so you, happens, I, I, I want to cast detect magic to see, is this the mirror that's doing this? Is this some other item that's like pushing this out? Or is this just really a spectral ghost of some sort. It is not, it is not the mirror. Um, yep. and the faces speak at you again. All you need to know about me right now is that I am your patron, your higher power, your reason for being, well, you over time, you will understand how powerful you truly are and you will ditch those shopkeepers you have such an attachment to and get back to where you belong for now though. Be the best sorcerer you can be. We need you to get strong. You're probably wondering what my name is. Just call me. Astrid the Unbound. Okay, thanks. Bye. 
<laughs> okay, thanks. Bye-bye. But what then all me? of a sudden, I, I, I missed that. Was it Astrid or Astra? Astrid, Astrid, Astrid the Unbound, Astrid the Unbound, and then okay. right after, right after it says, right after it says, uh, um, "Okay, thanks, bye." Then, then, and the faces start to disappear. Then they come back real quick and speak to you one more time. <laughs> oh shit! Wait, I almost forgot. Check your mailbox. We left you something to help with speeding up the learning process. Okay? Later, Tater. Man, these damn Gen Z uh, apparitions. <laughs> so, okay. Um, so, and then the so faces first, disappear and the mirror turns back to normal. So first I'm like, ditch mom and dad. What the hell? And then. Uh, Fair. And, 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 then I, and then I'm like, all right, let me go check out my mailbox. Okay. Um, so you, you check out your mailbox, um, and there is a, a small, there's a small, like a, uh, a package wrapped in brown paper, um, with your name on it in really, really kick-ass cool lettering. Like someone took a long time to like pen it out very detailed and like like looking like there's multiple layers to the lettering, right? Like it's like mm -hmm. there's depth to it, even though it's all in all in like just 2D. Yeah, I rip it open to see what's inside. Okay. Um, That's not true. I, I, I open it carefully and then stuff the paper into one of my pouches. Okay. Um, yeah, so you save the paper with your name on it. Yeah. <clears throat> and then you open it up no, and... Um, return address, I assume. Uh, nope, that is no correct. Okay, yeah. That is correct. Um, so let's see. Uh, one second here. Inside, I'm gonna message you what it is. I always spell sorcerer wrong. All right. So there you go. Oh shit. All right. Um, I and then, uh, and then under and then and then there's another underneath that though. There's another like thing on a post-it. You know, like a like it's just like a quick scrawl on a post-it and it's like it's like i told you i told you i told you we need you to we need you to hurry up <laughs> okay as as i as i ponder this and walk back to class i have one of the sending stones to call my parents yes um yeah you do you have a smart stone yep um i just call mom and say hey i haven't talked to you for a while uh oh lukey how you doing Hey, I saw I saw Dad. He's got a pop up shop now. He's traveling. He's not just keeping the storefront open, huh? Yeah, I've been sending him out. It's going it's going great. Got a couple of the cousins. Got a couple of the cousins here, and and things are going. They're helping me at the store, and things are going well. It's 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 great. Man, I thought I thought you guys would be in rough shape without me, but I guess I guess that's not the case. I mean these these cousins. They sort of they sort of appeared out of nowhere, almost like. I mean, I mean, we don't get me wrong. We, we, we have, you know, we have family, but, but, uh, I never expected we'd see them. And all of a sudden they pop up and they say, Hey, we're here to help you. We want to, we want to help keep things going while your boy's at school and make sure you don't have any problems that, that ca would cause him to pull out of school. All right. Well, I, I can't say I'm a little disappointed, but I'm glad you got the help and that you can expand the business. Hey, by the way. <laughs> and you do you know anyone named Astrid in like, have you ever heard anyone named Astrid? Like maybe when I was younger. 
And then you hear us like, like in the back, you hear the muff, her muffler say, honey, honey. And she's calling your dad. And then she's like, yeah, you ever hear a name, Astrid? It's like, maybe, maybe it's a name from like, from a children's book we read you or something. All right. Well, I just want to let you see, check in, let you know school's going okay. Learning lots here. Oh, that's great. I'm glad, you know, I'm so looking forward to parents weekend. It's only a few weeks away. Yeah, I don't know how exciting it's going to be, but yeah, I'll see you then. Sounds good. Okay, take care. Love you. And she hangs Love up. You too. Bye bye. Uh, okay, <laughs> I look. I sort of look at the sending stone. Her hanging up. I'm like, all right. I give up. Yeah. Okay. Um. So if you wanna, if you wanna take a few moments while I go to the next character, so that you can take care of, of yep. that note you received, uh, that would be wonderful. Um. And then let's see. I think uh, this time, instead of being last, I think I think uh, she's going to be next. And we're going to talk about Lissa. What has Lissa been doing the last few weeks? Lissa has been becoming besties with Sable. They go I out mean, to the woods all the time. She started sitting on on some druid classes with her. They just they have bonded so deeply over their love of nature and animals. And yeah, they've got a real good friendship going there. That is amazing. That is amazing to hear after you've, you know, you went back, you studied, you know, you, you, you did what you said you were going to do and you studied with her. And so I'm so, I'm so glad that you didn't forget about me. And, um, and so, you know, she's, and she's like, and she's getting so psyched. She's like, and this is, this is a tree. And she's just talking about like Druid stuff with you. And she's so amped up and so excited. And like if each day she's got a, she's got, a different pair of overalls on, you know, and and she's just like, you know, walking walking around and showing you stuff and like this is my favorite spell spell book that I'm that I'm trying to learn stuff in and it's really fun and and you can borrow it if you want. And she says, uh, can, uh I was wondering if you and I could go to mushroom hunt day. Can you take me? Yes, that would be awesome. Oh man, my parents would love to, to meet you. All right. So now here comes the five to ten minute vignette of of Lissa and <laughs> and Sable experiencing Mushroom Hunt Day together. Excellent. So, on a on a pleasant on a pleasant Friday afternoon, as you can see on the map here, this is this is Varna, uh, not too far away from Winshire actually. So so Lissa went for a local education, so to speak. Um, and uh, yeah, and on a, so on a pleasant Friday afternoon, Lissa and Sable arrive in Varna, a picturesque town nestled amidst lush forests. They are greeted by Lissa's parents, Phyllis and Jacob, who warmly welcome Sable and engage in a heartfelt conversation about about Lissa and 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 her character, and emphasizing that her pursuit of mage breeding does does not define her worth. And so, so yeah, so you know, Sable comes up and says. Hi, it's so nice to meet you. I love your daughter. She's awesome. She's my best friend ever. And Phyllis like, oh, I'm I'm so glad to hear that. She's she speaks so highly of you. That's so sweet. Come give me a hug. And she and she hugs Sable and they're and they're talking and laughing. And Jacob's and and Jacob looks at her and he's like, You're not you're not one of those mage breeders too, are you? Like, oh no, I don't I don't do that stuff. I'm a druid, like nature. You know it's 
well, Lissa, Lissa's doing druid stuff too. And Jacob like glances at you, kind of glares at you a little bit. And, uh, and he says, your horse is looking a little ragged. I think you need to go run a comb through its mane. And he, and he just, that's all he says to you. And he just turns around and starts talking to Sable and, and stuff. So that's your first interaction with him. Um, Lissa just mutters under her breath. Good to see you too, dad. And then, and then, uh, so then the next, um, then, so then the next, the next morning it is mushroom hunt day. So Saturday morning, Saturday morning dawns and, and you eagerly take Sable on a tour of the mushroom hunt day festivities. You know, you, you see all these vibrant market stalls watching, watching performances, people in mushroom costumes and stuff bouncing and dancing around. Um, and then, and then you, uh, and then you take her to where the, the mushroom hunt contest starts. And there's a bunch of kids, um, in, in, in varying ages, you and Sable are the oldest ones there. Um, and, and they, and they ring a bell and everybody starts running to go get mushrooms. And so she's and Sable's like, she's like bouncing up and down. She's like, what do I do? Tell her what I got to do. I want to do it. Tell her what to do. Come on, Sable, let's go. We got to Let's find like the hard to find mushrooms. You know that the kid, the little kids won't see as well. Okay. So then she starts, she starts running behind you and then you can use sleight of hand or athletics or insight and you need to make a DC 10. So let's start there. Okay. And tell me what you get. Sable has a DC 12 because it's her first time doing it. Nice. Okay. I'm going to do sleight of hand. Uh, okay. I got 21. Nice. So, and Sable got a 16. So why don't you roll a D8 for how many mushrooms you, you found? Got five. Nice. And Sable, oh, Sable rolled a D6. She caught six. Nice. She's like, Lisa, I got six. And they're like, one of them's <laughs> falling out of her hands. She's like, oh, I dropped one. And then some little kid comes up and tries to grab the one she dropped and she kicks him. She's like, get away, kid, this is my mushroom. You she's go, so, Sable. She's so excited. And she gives you all, she gives you all the mushrooms. And she's like, did we win? Did we win? <laughs> of course. Yeah, you always win when you have fun. <laughs> um, and then, so then as you, you go up with the, you go up with the mushrooms and you say, and, and Sable comes up with you and you, and you say, you say, these are to the, to the judges. You say, this is how many mushrooms Sable found. And, uh, and Sable's yeah. eyes get all big and you see a tear well in the corner. And she's like, oh, I, yeah, I did. I found them all. And then, and then the judges go, you are the winner. And like a bunch of horns go off and like bells ring and all this stuff. And, and, uh, and all the townsfolk are coming up to her and patting her, they're patting her on the back. And she's so, she's so excited. And, and, uh, the, and they're like, you know, yeah, this is great. So then you're, you guys are walking home. Oh, you guys oh, are walking oh, home. And the prize yeah. is a hat that has a shroom on top of it, or, you know, shaped nice. like a shroom on top. Nice. Yep. Nice. And do you give that? That's so she gets to have oh, that. Oh, right? yeah. Sable yeah. gets the hat. Yes. So she puts that shit on and she's like instantaneously, she just looks taller and more <laughs> like, more like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. And so, mm -hmm. and so she's strutting back. So you guys, you guys head back to, you guys head back home. And, and you're going to have, to, you're gonna definitely going to have to figure out what mushrooms those were and <laughs> write those into inventory. True. Well, no, the, no, no, those got, those got turned in. It's right. the hunt. You turn them in. Uh, 
and then you get yeah. the prize if you win. So they keep the mushrooms? They do. Heck yeah, man, it's a racket. <laughs> so it's so the, it's so that they don't have to do the work. So mm-hmm. so then you get um so then you get back uh you get back to the house and um you see your father is tending to your horse. And it kind of makes you it, it you don't like the way he's handling your horse. And it kind of makes you a little bit irritated. What do you what do you think you want to do about that? I say, hey, Dad, you don't need to worry about doing that. I can take care of my horse. I've been doing well, it for years. And he looks at you. He looks at you with these with this scowl, and he's like, he's like, what? What's your what? What are you gonna do? You're gonna cast. You're gonna cast a spell on it and, and make its hair all un, un unnappy. It's like I need. I really need you to reconsider your path. You're putting a black mark on the on the Fern Willow name. It's just like your uncle. Soon the Fern Willow name will be nothing more than a laughing stock to the mage breeding community. You know, you know, we pride ourselves on on natural breeding, not this magic shit you do. Uncle Z is making very important uh, advancements in animal care technology and other fields, and I want to do the same, Dad. I want to take strides forward and be more than just normal breeding you know these animals have a higher potential that they can reach and he he cuts you off there's nothing you can do or say that will convince me that this is a good idea the fern willow name used to mean something everyone in this town laughs at us now don't you care about the fact that all of our family's hard work has gone down the drain since you left to pursue using magic on animals and he's like he's wringing his hands because he's looks so mad. He's like, "Oh, by the way, I know what happened to Gigi. You tried to do mage breeding on in my house. What do you have to say about that?" Gigi was a mistake, definitely. I'm being more careful now, though. I'm that's never going to happen <laughs> he again. He cuts you off, and he cuts you off, and he's I I can't I can't yell it I can't yell in the house, but but like envision <laughs> him yelling as he says, as he says, he says. She was our family pet, and I loved her dearly. And you killed her. And Sable, Sable jumps in, and she's like, "I think everybody just needs to take it down a couple notches. I think everybody's a little bit amped up and just needs to like relax a little. Can you take a moment and just and just breathe and remember how much how much you 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 love each other." Um, and so. Yeah, she is, as much as she tries, she is not convincing to your father. Mm-mm. And and he says, you really need to consider your future and you need to consider it soon. And he leaves, walks away and goes into the house. And Sable comes up to you and she's like, I'm so sorry. We could go first thing in the, in the morning. This must make you really upset. Yeah, he's the worst. He just doesn't understand. And then she continues to vent about her dad for like five to ten minutes to Sable. And I think Sable is just being understanding and patting her shoulder. Absolutely. Then she puts her head on your shoulder with Aww. the mushroom hat on. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So then, so then you you come back to the to to school the next day, and as you're 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 traveling back, and and Sable's like. I believe in you, Alyssa. You can do it. Get a positive, make this a positive thing and take the stigma away from it. And then maybe he won't be such a jerk. My best friend, and I'll always be here for you. 
Aww. I appreciate you, Sable. Well, unless I die, then I wouldn't be here for you, and that wouldn't be great. You're not allowed to die. (laughs) Um, And she's like, well, maybe I'll take you to one of my favorite forests sometime. That sounds great. Cool. Um, And I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be the best breeder, mage breeder out there. That there ever was. That there ever was. Exactly. So, as you say that and kind of rebuild your confidence, your smart stone starts ringing. I answer and it, it. And it's your mom. Hey, 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 Liz. Hey, mom. Uh, you, you know, you, you really put our family in a very awkward position, sweetie. I, I really wish I understood why this was so important to you. I, I, I still don't get it. I love you. And I support you, but I still don't get it. It's it's about the beauty of nature and the beauty of magic and putting them together to making something even more powerful than the sums of their parts. I really think that this is the future. You... Uh. <laughs> and, then she's, and then she's like... You know, you know, I love you unconditionally. I, I know in your heart you are a good person and will do right by the family name. Know that your dad's really mad at you right now, but maybe by the time you graduate, you'll turn around a little. No, mind you, that's like three years away. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show him. I'll show you. I promise. I, s- I swear. Uh, I swear, he does still love you, even though it may not seem like it sometimes. And and it sounds like she's convincing herself when she says that. Do an insight check. Oh no. Uh. That is a 13. Yeah, you definitely think she is trying to convince herself of that statement. Okay, well, I, I've got to go, so I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you soon. I'll love you. Take, you take care. All right, love you too. We'll see you on Parents Weekend. Mm-hmm. And she hangs up. Um, and that's what happened to Lissa. So, <laughs> last but not least, uh, Azur, what did Azuri do over the last few weeks? So, Azuri has been uh, keeping a rather odd sleep schedule over the past. <laughs> so, okay. what he does is uh, sort of between classes, he goes back to the dorm room and naps. And, like, most of the time, uh, what Velma and Velma and Luke are coming, they, they find him, like, just asleep, taking cat naps. And they think it's kind of rather odd. Uh, but the reason he's been doing so uh, is he waits for everyone else in his dorm to go to bed at night. And then once he's pretty sure everyone else is asleep, uh, he scuttles underneath his bed. He's formed sort of an alcove where his chest is right on the edge of the bed and he can get in behind it, like between the wall and the the wall and this chest. And he has been reading that book on the Dreaming Dark. Uh, given to him by the librarian. Uh, and so he has been under there. He's casting light on his holy symbol and like using it as this small little reading light. And it's been slow, but he has he has paper down there. He has a pen. He's been taking notes about what uh, what he has read in this book and is trying to understand it. But being not the most intelligent person, it's taking him a long time to like really chew through this. He has gone through and reread sections and had to like flip back and forth. 
Uh, and he does this for about three or four hours a night before actually going to sleep and waking up with everyone else. So okay. he's putting in several hours a day, just trying to figure out everything he can and get every everything he can squeeze it out of this book, but doing so uh, in secret. And it's worked out almost entirely, entirely well. There was one night uh, when he was under there and his feet were like hanging out from the bottom of the bed uh, and Skogar came in and asked him, hey, what are you doing there? And uh, Azuri ended up making up some excuse of like, I, my, my, uh, my, I, I, I thought I lost something down here. Like my, my, <laughs> my, 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 uh, my holy symbol, it, it dropped down here. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm having, oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, got it. And, and all this time the, the papers are like scurrying around, he's trying to hide things and put it all away. Uh, and then he sort of emerges from out of the bed with, you know, weird bed head. Uh, and just goes, <laughs> Yeah, thanks. I'd... When I'll, you're uh, when when you're done with that movie book, uh, <laughs> I'd like I I'd like to see it. <laughs> what uh, what what uh, there, there's no. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. It's okay, man. You see my poster. It's like <laughs> there's nothing to be ashamed of, man. <laughs> I mean, I didn't need to. I didn't need to see any more of the poster, but uh, I'm no. It's it's is. <laughs> uh, and then he he just like, you know, collapses down on the bed and just like lays there with his back to the room, uh, his his eyes wide open, horrified that he was almost found out. <laughs> nice, Azuri. I'm I'm gonna. I will message you. Uh um what you what benefit you've received by all of that intense reading you've done nice um so all right so uh it's a few weeks later after after that whole debacle to pick up a toy for that lazy rich guy um you've had a good action-packed few weeks you've gone on some separate adventures done some done some done some things found out some new exciting uh opportunities to take in your in your time here and at winshire um and during that time you've also befriended another first year um by the name of axford bill grassy uh, axford is a bard that loves performing he's actually written a song about some of the adventures your group has had so on a friday night when you're all eating dinner in the cafeteria and discussing what you want to do for the weekend he approaches you all and speaks up and he comes up to you and he's like He's got like a he's got like a black trench coat on and like got a guitar strapped over his back, and uh, he's like, "Hey guys," he says he says to you. And he sounds excited even though it doesn't seem like it. I just heard about something super cool. There's a big open mic competition in Fairhaven tomorrow. I want to go and play your song. And he and he looks at all of you like all excited. Hey uh, I guys, I, I bet this song. Yeah, when I was when I was exploring some different schools, I ran into uh, Axford here, and um, you know, I was just telling him about what happened with us in the town, and back when uh, our teacher took us out on that other adventure in the dark in Darkwood Forest, and he was pretty excited about it. I myself don't have much musical talent, and he came up with this little ditty on the spot, 
and I thought it'd be cool. Like I told him everything else that was going on. So like he seems a pretty good dude. Axel, why don't you why don't you play a little something for us? He's like, show the, show, he's like, show, show the show the group what you got. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, I don't, I don't think, I, 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 I'm, I, I, no, I gotta save it. It's, it's, I'm, I, I just, I, I need a little bit more rehearsal time. Like, I'm, I'm doing that tonight. Um, I, I don't, I don't remember quite all the words yet, but like, it, I, I it, it's gonna be awesome. Trust me. Um, oh, and, and also, rumor has it that that Miley Cyrodiil is, is gonna be there and perform too. She even add an extra extra string to her bass guitar. It's gonna it's gonna be pretty sweet. Um, you guys want to go? I mean, I'm in. I'm always Heck up for a yes. little road trip, little music. I live love music. Miley Cyrodiil. There's nothing like live music, am I right? He looks at you. He looks at you, Jack. Um, what, what do you think, man? You want you want to come? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, okay. I it sounds like fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, it's it's cool. Yeah, it's like oh 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 okay. He's like, I, I oh. guess it, it, it'd be like drinks and stuff and like food. Oh yeah, it's it's like a it's like a whole it's it's like a it's like a like a pub tavern kind of joint. Like it's open mic and it's like it's a big party. It's gonna be a good time. There's all kinds of different acts and stuff. It's not just it's not just me. Oh, there's a oh, lot. There's no. a lot of great oh, stuff. Okay, well then, yeah, no, that sounds like fun then. <laughs> I know, I know some. Yeah, I've I've been to some open mic nights sometimes where the where the are where the where the the musicians there kind of suck. It's oh my gosh, that, I, it's not that I've, great. I've seen some bad bad open mics, my friend. Like, but man, man, I've been I've been practicing my butt off. I, I think I think I'm going to really do you guys proud. Um, he's like, all right, cool. I'm going to go practice. Uh, I'll I'll okay. meet you at yeah, I'll no, meet I'll you guys go. yeah. I'll meet you guys at the shuttle stop uh, outside tomorrow afternoon. That cool? And then he doesn't even wait for you to answer, and he he runs away. He's like, "Woohoo! See you guys tomorrow." Um, and he's like, "Oh, I almost forgot. The tavern is the tavern's actually it's called the Happy Gnome. So like that's where we're going to the Happy Gnome. Uh, it's pretty popular. Okay, see you tomorrow. So it's only seven p.m. There's still some time if any of you guys want to do anything before going back to the dorms to crash. Um, couple options <clears throat> there's two really main options you can you can go to the you can take a trip to the souvenir shop or you can uh go to the bookstore and the combination bookstore library um and those are the options or you can just head back to the dorms and uh talk amongst yourselves and we can slowly slide into the next day what do you want to do well jack jack is going to go to the bookstore slash library and okay He's going to do some research on guilds. Okay. See what he can find out about guilds and secret guilds and all that, all kinds of things. Sounds like a good idea. Um, Very the opportunity to go to the library. Okay. Literally, like, are you tagging along? Are, uh, yeah. So you're accompanying accompanying Jack then? Yes. Jack is okay. like definitely asking you basically how the entire library works <laughs> the whole system the whole thing works so like if i wanted to like find a book what do i do <laughs> so i have like a specific subject in mind where well, do i go so, <laughs> by the uh I, and i start going on about that and then i, I end up of, of course you can always just like ask the librarian she's she's real helpful and kind and knows where where things are so that that's usually what i do but if, if if yeah, there's there's this whole other way, but just you, you should just ask her. I look at her. 
I look over at her. I'm like, yeah, she's kind of cute. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Thanks, Azur. Yeah. <laughs> Gimbal. Gimbal, the gnome librarian. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's, yeah. So like, just to, just to really like, like layer in the, how much Azuri has been to the library. He actually takes the time to point out to you the different folks that work, that, that work or volunteer there. Um, I'll say hi to him. <laughs> or, or work study there. Right. And, and he's like, and he's like, um, in his nervous voice, he's telling you, he's like, that's the head, head librarian, the, uh, gimbal, the gnome. Uh, that's the actual, that's actually the manager. Her name's Samantha. Um, that's Ayla, she, she, the young elf. She's a part-timer. Um, and, and she likes, she likes writing poetry and likes to do open mic nights on campus. Uh, and she likes, she really likes fitness a lot. Um, and then, uh, and then this, that's Anders. Uh, he, he works as a, as a clerk at the, at the bookstore section. I, uh, I definitely go over to Ayla and I kind of have, you know, like I, I swoop my scarf back and. You know, try, try my best to have an affected poet, poetic uh, <laughs> look to myself. To Ayla, okay. And I and I try to yeah, and I try to speak to her in iambic pentameter, but I have no idea what that is. <laughs> okay, fair. Um, do why, why don't you uh, do a performance? Uh, I, I I I would love to. You know, here I am taking a look at all of these wonderful books. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what the performance check does see if it's any smoother than that let's uh let's give it a roll that's a like a literal performance check <laughs> you know i like to play with it you know all right so i got a 15 so she giggles and she's like oh she's like art books art books so great and like, uh, got, yes, like, a, a world of knowledge right there, just between two covers. It's amazing. Yeah, it's like she's they can like, take um, you to new places. She's got her hair and like a like a weird side pony and like and like totally totally vibing the the hot nerdy chick thing going on. Tunic tunic knotted up on the side, same side as the pony. So it's, it's starting to make her look a little like lopsided, kind of. Jack like puts his hair, but you know, like runs his hair behind his ear. And you know anybody who notices, like, it's a little pointy. She's like, can uh, can I, can 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 I help you find anything, maybe? Oh, um, yeah. You know, my friend Azuri over there. He uh, he told me that you're you're a good person to to talk to about you know getting find some books. I gotta tell you, I'm at a loss here. You know, I've been so studied. I went to the bookstore and bought all the books I needed, but I've never really come to the library to go beyond that. I'm I'm looking into uh, like guilds, is what I'm looking for. Maybe, yeah, like like guilds, secret guilds, maybe even uh, the opposite of light guilds. Okay. Um, yeah. So she's like, she's like, yeah, I can, uh, I can come, come follow me. Like, come with me. And she takes you over to like the, to to a section that would contain books on guilds. And she starts to explain. To well, you wait, like, uh, one second though. I'm yeah. sorry, Bill. Yeah. You're you're gonna have to fi figure out whatever the Dewey Decimal System for Eberron is. I just gotta know. <laughs> it's single digit. All right. <laughs> it's there's not that many there's not that many books in in the in the library. Gotcha. Well, there well there is, but there's but there's so many that are so old that they haven't been put into that into that system. <laughs> um, so 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 Gimbal, you know, you actually go, you know, if if uh, 
if if Skogar ever spent time in the library, he would he would see that uh, Gimbel's always hard at work at trying to convert over to an appropriate cataloging system outside of just signing a signing a uh, crumpled up piece of paper inside the book and then giving it to the person at the counter. Uh, but kudos for trying to trying to stump me with something. Um, <laughs> so um, I'm going to send uh, um, Jonathan, I'm going to send you something. Um, but I would like you to wait to actually listen to it until I tell you to listen to it, if you don't mind. That would be great. So yeah, I'll tell you, I'm going to send it to you, to your email, and then I'll tell you when to listen to it. Oh yeah. So, okay. So you're, you're looking at guild books, Azura, you're, you're looking at other, other rando books, um, that are of interest to you. Is yeah. Lucar doing anything specific in the bookstore or going to the souvenir shop or is he heading back to the dorm? No, Velma I'm going to go back to the, I'm going to go to the li library and continue my sorcery studies. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you're face, you're nose deep in books and, yep. and checking out some different types of spells and things that are of interest to you. What about Lissa? Uh, she got some new bugs for her collection. So she's going back to the dorm. Putting them on the wall. That's fair. Yep. What's Skogar doing? Um, Skogar uh, <laughs> kind of sees, uh, well, she was hoping Lissa was in the, the uh, <laughs> Lissa was in the souvenir shop because he kind of wanders in there and realizes okay. that he's got all gray on and really kind of nothing. And he's seeing Jack wearing all the sports gear and he's like, man, I guess we're, I guess we should probably be wearing something. So like he goes into the souvenir shop and is looking through like the sweaters and in the like the hoodies and this one says WU Mom. W U Mom. He's like, Yeah, this this seems this seems pretty good. And then he buys the hoodie that says WU Mom. Does he put it on? Yeah, he puts it on. What now he's sizes, wearing... what size is the hoodie? Uh well, he's, it's it's an ex, extra. We'll say it's an XL tall. Okay. Yeah. So it's an XL tall, but you can still see his belly button at the bottom of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, and and he puts it's it on. a little short. Um, but the rest of it, like, there's room, right? It's not too snug, right? It just except for except for it's a little bit like. Yeah. It's, a, it's just a touch too short at the at the towards the bottom. Um, That's exactly and, right. And as you pay for it, the 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 um the 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 operator the souvenir shop operator you see see he's got a name tag and it just says it just says it just says Pippin on it um and he's a it's a it's a halfling so he's like his his head just barely up is a, a barely over the counter um and uh and he's like oh wait hey oh hang on and he's and then all of a sudden he, he gets taller because he steps up on a step stool and he's like oh so uh you getting this for parents weekend for your mom. Uh, well, no, but I saw Lissa looking at this like last week and she was like really interested. So like, I think it's a good fit and he just convincingly says, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's great. Um, did you need, we just, we just got some, uh, we just got some great new, some great new jerseys in for the wrestling team. Yeah. Okay. Let, let me see these. Are they pink and they've got frillies around the side? Uh, no, I swear no, that no, game's messing with me. No, again. no, these things are these things are pretty brutal. They got they got a they got a picture of the wyvern on the front and 
it's they're really nice and it just says wrestling on the back oh okay that's pretty cool yeah uh like how much for the the sweater and i guess one of those uh the biggest one you got uh three silver okay cool so he pays um, for that and he's like do you want to use your wu cash card uh, he looks down in his coin purse. I, I, uh, I don't think I have that. So okay, I, that's fine. We take, we take coin. So he takes three silver. Do you need a bag? No, I'll wear this out. So first okay. he puts on, first he puts on the wrestling uniform, like over okay. his clothes, not knowing okay. what the heck it's supposed to do. And <laughs> okay. then he slips over the, the, the sweater that says WU mom. That's amazing. All right, so all of you, so all of you, you've 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 done your things for the evening. You all go back to the dorms to crash. Um, it's at this point now that um, Azuri, you should you should uh, listen to the thing I sent you, and let me know when you're done. So yeah, so so everybody is essentially crashed in in their in their respective dorm rooms, um, sound asleep. Jack's got like a, just a big pile of books about everything. And he's just like, <laughs> he's, he's throwing them across the room because he's just very like, oh, these are dry as hell. <laughs> why did I, why did I decide to get books? It's right? so dumb. <laughs> books are dumb. I wish I could just take this smart stone and just like look, find the information I need with a tip of a finger. Why can't they do that? Some magicians, I tell you. Um, we can Listen. slice bread and make lightning rails, but we can't give me information at the when I need it. Um, yeah. So, uh, how's Azuri doing? Azuri has a nightmare that goes like this: You find yourself tied up, sitting in a chair in an empty hut. You are surrounded by four people, all in hooded robes. They all whisper chants as they pace in a circle around you. You see a purple cloud slowly begin to surround you, and their chants get louder and louder as they keep pacing. You're slowly feeling it harder and harder to breathe. Your heartbeat gets faster, and your pulse quickens as you realize this cloud is choking you. Your eyes roll into the back of your head as a fifth rope figure walks into the door. Their hood is down, but you could not make out their face before your eyes rolled upwards. The figure approaches you and then whispers into your ear. Finally, we have you. You got away from us last time, and now we have you. The figure starts to laugh. <laughs> the Dreaming Dark shall be victorious in our mission. As they yell this, you suddenly feel the dragon mark on your body get hot. You begin to moan in pain, and then in mere moments, a ball of fire radiates from your body, dissipating the purple smoke and breaking all of, of the roped figures. You hear them screaming. Your vision returns, and you see yourself in the chair, and the entire hut, and everything in it, has burnt to the ground. It is now that you wake up gasping for air, horrified. So I, as I'm gasping, I, I, I wake up, who knows what, what time it is, uh, just gasping for air where I am, and I'm like, it's, 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 it's all, where, where? Where where am I? Where who's where the where so, and who else is in the room? So it's yeah, Lucar and Belmar are in the room with you as they as they hear you wake up like like freaking out. 
What's going on, man? What the hell? What's going on? We're trying to sleep. There's purple. There's there's robe figures there. They they were they're in a they're they they were in a hut. They're they're uh they're they it did it, it all burned. I I, I burned. I, uh, oh, people in this room? No. And I, I like I'm looking around and I'm just like there 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 were not. It, it was it was it was a nightmare. I I I think I think that's a nightmare. And then Lissa yeah, yeah. and Jack yeah. and Skogar also hear because of the hole in the wall. They also hear <laughs> too. Hey, quiet I, in there. I I I poke around We're our room, issues. looking in our looking in our wardrobes or closets or other desks or bags to see if I see anything. I ha I have grabbed my warhammer at this point. I'm and I'm gripping it like white knuckled. Um, uh, seeing how you see you see out. nothing, Lucar. I figured. What's that, Velma? Uh, seeing how freaked out that Azuri is, I will cast uh, detect invisibility, which is a dragon mark. So nice, crikey! <laughs> I gel. <laughs> And I should be able to, if there is anything here, I should be able to see it for one hour. Um, and you can't see it now because it's dark. But there may have been some changes. Yeah, there's, so if that's meant to see anything that's invisible, there is nothing to see. I, there's no one here, Azuri. After I see nothing and I realize hearing, uh, Velma says she sees nothing. I sort of like give her a side glance when Azuri's not looking. I was like, hey, cuckoo, cuckoo. Uh, I, I cast light on my on my uh, on my warhammer here, and it's a soft orange glow. Kind <laughs> of help fill the room. Dude, uh, I'm not gonna be able to go back to sleep. Come on. I'll, I'll turn it out. <laughs> I just I just want to make sure, and I, I'm like. I peek underneath my bed and sort of put the hammer under there and kind of look to see where my where my little hiding nook is down there and just, just kind of check it out real quick and then pull my head back out and I, I, after a minute I, I I just like breathe breathe a big sigh and then I, I I grasp my shoulder with my with my arm where my dragon mark is that no one knows is there. Uh, and, and just sort of wince in pain as it uh, as it was uh, as it had flared up there, and and now that the adrenaline has sort of wore down, I am sitting there with 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 my hammer just leaning up against the bed, gripping my arm, calming myself down against the bed, and I just go, I don't think, I don't think it was anything, guys. I I just it's just, it's one of those uh, night nightmare things. That, Hey, dude, can I make a suggestion? Next time you cast light at night, cast a blue light. It's easier on the eyes when you're trying to sleep. Now I'm going to, my REM sleep's going to be all messed up. Blue light next time, please. Blue, oh, okay, I can, oh, I'll try to, I'll try to remember that next time. I, I hope this doesn't happen again, but, you know, if, if, if it did, I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to do the, the, the blue one, I, I suppose. Hey, maybe, uh, Ask Lissa if she's got any like melatonin mush mush mar, mushrooms that can like help you sleep, dude. Because I can't go with you waking up screaming every night. Those those things don't those things don't tend to work on me that that well. I've 
I've tried them before. It doesn't. They, they, they don't seem to have the same kind of uh, the same kind of effect. But I, I'll I'll try. I'll I'll, I'll see. Maybe, maybe there's something new that I don't uh, that I don't know about. As I'm always journaling, I, I make a note in my journal: ask for a single room next semester. <laughs> it's it's morning. Um, all of you get up. Some of you a little bit worse for wear from lack of sleep, thanks to Izuri's outburst um, in the middle of the night. Um, so you go have breakfast, and some of you have a little extra coffee or espresso in the morning. And um, it's not long after that that uh, there's a you gather you gather just outside of the faculty homes awaiting the shuttle and uh and then axford uh comes out hey guys hey guys you ready to go it's gonna be so cool i'm so excited it's gonna be so great and he's got like a really nice brand new like fancy new trench coat on um and he gets on the he gets on the coach first and he's and he's like He's like, come on, guys, let's go. And he get he puts in enough fare to pay for everybody to get on the magic coach and head head to the town in question, which is I already forgot the name of it, which is called Fairhaven. So uh everybody getting on the getting on the coach, I assume. Yes, Gogar gets on the coach. He's got oh. on his concert gear, which is a pair of black leather pants a black bandana tied around the back of his head and a tattered murder hobos uh <laughs> who are rc 118 i don't know whatever the year i forget the how the years are yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah but it's got like the year on there and then okay like it's, like, it's really old like he's okay like, i'm ready to rock nice so you all you all get on and um and and he's like, come on, guys, sit back here with me. And he got, he's in the back waving, waving for you to come back. Um, you see two other people on the coach with you. One looks like an older dwarven woman, and she's she's keeping herself, and she looks like she's knitting stuff. She's got a bag, and there's just like endless yarn coming out of it. Um, and then the uh, and the and then you see a, a drow elf looking rather timid. And just staring at a smart stone and just he he's like he's like this and he kind of glances up at you and then just keeps doing stuff on his on his smart stone not even paying paying you much mind um says so, okay okay gang so it's going to be about an hour and a half to get to fairhaven you any of you ever been there no well Can't i passed it. through it on the way here um i don't think you did okay then i didn't okay um says oh you're you're gonna love it it's a it's a beautiful capital city full of exciting shops and 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 taverns and such um i mean there's a there's like there's a lot of uh like you know political bullshit that 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 happens there people are frustrated by it but it's still a great place to visit i actually lived there for a couple of years before i applied to college just kind of like finding myself you know it was, it was pretty sweet um and he's he's like as it's going coach is continuing on like he regales you, Axford regales with you with stories of Fairhaven and how great of a place it is, and and then in middle of in the middle of one of his of one of his stories, um, the the coach suddenly comes to an abrupt stop, and you all kind of jerk forward, and then the dwarven woman she sort of like kind of tries to stand up and and looks out the window, and she's like, "Holy cow! There's a huge fight going on out there," um, and. 
as you uh are we going to Fairhaven or Donnybrook? <laughs> Anybody looking out the window? See what's going on? You've got to. Yeah. Yeah. The coach so, kind of leans over in that direction. So you look out the window and you see two harpies fighting with a big ass brown bear. Um, and it's like right in front of the coach. Like, so the coach can't go anywhere while this is going on. Um, and the dwarven woman says, no, this, this ain't good. Those harpies will turn on us once they finish that bear off. And she looks at, she looks back at you guys like, you, you, you guys, you guys look like you, you look like you could handle this and do Why don't you go, go do something? Stop, get, get, get do something so we can keep going. I don't want to die in it. I don't want to die in this thing. Isn't there like a agent, like a line agent that clears this off? Some some type of railway worker. Uh, it's not a rail. It's a. It's just a coach on a on a, on a oh, roadway. Oh right. Um, yeah. Is there like a short another way around? <laughs> I cast mage armor on myself. The driver's like, uh, this uh, this is the only way we can go. Uh, uh. <laughs> this, he, he said driver says this is a very linear route <laughs> Lissa also cast mage armor on herself we, we sure we're not on the railroad oh, no, just <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, can I get some uh, can I get some initiative rolls please did you ask for initiative I kind of cut out for a second yes yeah. initiative rolls please All right. I have a 16, 16. I also I have also. a 16 <laughs> I have a 16 also Jinx. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So, Jack, who else has a 16? Lucar. Okay. Brothers Unite. Um, Lisa, what did you get? 13. Okay. Well, for uh, Skogar. Okay. 12, also for Missouri. Awesome. Uh, okay. 14, you said. You sound you sound a little gurgly, your audio. Um, I can restart. Yeah, do that and come back, just because it would be hard to understand you. He sounds like that Miley Cyrus. Okay. Oh, is what's his, right. is what's his face with us too? Axford, yeah. So that's, he got that's an, you. He, he got an 18. Oh, nice. Oh. Time to be a hero. <laughs> All right. So Slap we've got... DMP, DMPC on the back. Right. So we got Axford. Uh, who's first, Jack or Lucar? My dexterity is 16. Uh, I'm not... My heart's not into it, so you go first. <laughs> <laughs> Automatic trade. <laughs> Got it. Um, and then we've got Velma. Although my deck's is higher than that. And then Lissa. Good to know for next time. Um, what about between Skogar and Azuri? Dex. Uh, Skogar's pretty dexterous. Um, Azuri is not. Azuri has a nine in Dex. Skogar's yeah. first it is. He's um, usually hiding behind me, which is uh, pretty... Uh, Pretty apt then. Um, okay, so 
Uh, what's Axford going to do since he's first? Uh, Axford brings out his lute. Okay. And starts playing it and says, Lupar the halfling, can you hear me sing? Here's some inspiration. Use it and don't have perspiration. And I am bardically oh, nice. <laughs> and, and I I am I am bardically inspired for the next ten minutes. Sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> um to 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 add to that, um he's his he's playing is he's playing his elect his electric guitar lute slightly out of tune as well, <laughs> just to add to it. So then that's his turn, yeah. Yeah, I think that's his turn. <laughs> okay. Um yeah, he's like he's like, we gotta we gotta do uh he's like we gotta do something, uh we gotta do something about this guys. This is, this is bad news. Um Lucar, it's your turn. I turn around and, and ask the lady who told us to get to work. So wait, we're supposed to take the bear or the harpies. And and she's like, she's like, I, I think it's pretty obvious, don't you? It's two against one. All right. The bear's the bear's fighting for his life. His harpies are chewing him up. Well, it seems to me that the bear's probably gonna attack us next. But all right. Um I will uh I will send um magic missiles okay are you going to get off the are you going to get off the coach to do so because right now you're still on this bus no i open the windows and do it okay cool all right sweet do it i I don't want to be i don't want to be too bothered this is awesome i just open the window this is sweet uh, who are you aiming who are you aiming at well i'm going to cast this at second level so i get four darts so it'll be it'll be two at one harpy and two at the other and the first harpy is going first harpy is going to take six uh eight points of damage okay and then the second harpy is going to take seven points of damage okay both of them make make a hideous hideous screeching sound as they've been hit by these missiles um we're doing the wild magic thing right Oh yeah, absolutely. Roll it up. So I forget what's the deal. I roll a twenty side. No wait. D twenty. D twenty. Tell me what we, you get. We upped it the last. So I a ten. So nothing happened. So this goes You're up good. again, right? Up to three. One to yep, three. I'm, yeah. I'm up to three now. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, and then, oh, and also a reminder for all of y'all. Um, don't forget the different magic candies and stuff you got. Whether or not they may be applicable, I don't know, but. You know, it's easy to forget when you get when you get fun magical stuff sometimes. So just a little reminder there. Um, let's move on to Jack. You're up next. All right. I'm taking the lead. Well, no, is the is the thing stopped? The, the thing coach? is stopped. Yep. Uh, mm, no. Yeah, I'm just going to take the lead from Lucar and just like go out the other end with my cross, you know, like with my short, short bow. Oh, no, dude. And I'm yeah. going to shoot harpy number two. Okay. Right. Do it. And, and neither of the harpies have gone yet, right? Correct. All right. So that is, um, excuse me, that is a twenty-two to hit. Um, that is most definitely a hit. 
All right. So that's going to be 17 points of damage. How much? Whoa. 17 points of damage. Holy Dude. shit. To which one? Number one or number two? Number two. How is that legit? Wait, what was oh that God. with? A crossbow? Uh, short bow. Nice. You've been practicing, dude. Yeah, you know, thank you. I've, you know, it's all in the aim, you know, like Blazeball really, there's a lot of skills that Blazeball gives you that, you know. <laughs> See, I don't have to worry about aim with magic missiles. It's great. I just sort of open the window. They hit. I mean, that's pretty cool, too. You know, I got to admit, you know, I, 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 maybe I should join the mage school next. Um, Velma, nice timing. It is your turn. All right. I, having rolled stealth, will sneak out of the back of the coach. Okay. And I will make my way towards which one has not been hurt yet. Um, so both of the harpies have been hit. The bear has not been hit yet by anybody on the I'm going to break stealth and say, uh, are we killing the bears and the harpies or just the harpies or just the bear? What's the consensus Just, just the harpies. The bear is innocent. Right now. Uh, right now he's innocent. <laughs> <laughs> as a then, since I broke stealth already, as a bonus action, I will use insightful fighting and uh, against harpy number one. Okay. I to be to be just just to give you a leg up, Harpy number two is significantly more damaged. Well, then, uh, well, that's fine. Just say I was just heading randomly to Harpy one. Okay. Uh, as a bonus action, you can make an insight check against a creature I can see that's not incapacitated, okay. contested by the target's deception check. So uh, against Harpy one, uh insight is 14 and what are you trying to insight on again this will give me uh not advantage but will allow me to sneak attack okay without advantage okay is there what's the dc you're going against uh well i rolled 14 it's contested against your deception what's what skill is deception again it is charisma. Okay. Um, oh, I got a dirty 20. Well, then I'm just stabbing. <laughs> Fair. So stab stab away you do. Um, for now, uh, Lissa, it's your turn. Uh, well, that was a bonus action, so. Oh, okay. You still have a turn? Uh, I still missed, though. Okay. okay. So then, Lissa, you're up. All right, Lissa's throwing a fireball at the harpy. That doesn't look as good. Do it. All right, that's a 13. That is a hit. Woohoo! All right, then that is nine fire damage. Um, the harpy is is looking incredibly, incredibly rough. It's like, <laughs> like its wings are scorched, and it's just Oof. looking in rough shape, like barely hanging on. And it is Skogar's turn. What's Skogar going to do? So Skogar just blitz out of the car. He's like ready to thrash. He's pumped up for the concert. Uh, and he just runs towards the other. Um, you said Harpy, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and goes. 
and swings down with his great sword for a 17 to hit. Number one or number two? Uh, I guess he didn't think about that. You know, he just ran out of the cart and, and swung at one. So um, dealer's choice because he just he just blitzed out and had no idea what was going on. We're going to say number one. What's the uh, damage and, you do because you hit? Okay. Uh, Ten slashing damage. Damn. Yes. That other harpy's like, as you, as you like, you see feathers fly off its wings and you... you you totally take a slice into one of his legs. Yeah. And, and it's Skogar's, looking rough. And so Skogar's standing there and um, he, uh, he he explicitly said he was wearing leather and a rather t-shirt. So he's not wearing his armor. He's in his concert clothes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Azuri, it's your turn. Uh, Azuri is going to pop out of the cart uh, and... Uh, right in the center where the harpies and the bear is, uh, he's gonna go ahead and cast sleep. Okay. Uh, the 20, uh, creatures within 20 feet of a point I choose, uh, I'll roll the 5d8. So I'll like how many hit points worth, starting from the lowest, 11 hit points worth. Start from the lowest. The most damaged harpy falls to the ground asleep. Uh, and, and then I, uh, I sort of proceed to get out of the cart a little bit, but then don't uh, don't move very far away from it. Okay. All right. How long is it asleep for, by the way? One minute. Oh, man. That's rough for that one. Um, okay, so... I harpy... think it woke up if someone decides to spend a whole turn to try to wake it up. Okay. Um Harpy number one, seeing all this shit going on, um, and <laughs> the only one that's technically out is Skogar. And Skogar's, well, I know, I know that uh, Velma's out, but Skogar is the closest because Skogar is the one that attacked Harpy number one. So it's gonna. Velma. Oh yes, correct. But you, yeah, you missed. Um, but Skogar is bigger and and appears to be more of a threat than a five foot than a five foot rogue. Um, so. That harpy is going to attack uh, with a. It's got a club and it's got claws and it's going to do one of each. So it's going to try to club you first and it's going to miss terribly and then it's going to try to claw you, Skogar. And does a 15 hit you? Yeah, 15 definitely hits. That's normally with his armor on. Okay. And I'm I'm going to say like he's like rocking like a 11 <laughs> now. <laughs> All right, so the bludgeoning, the bludgeoning of, or no, I'm sorry, slashing damage is going to be five slashing damage. Oh man! As the harpy screeches in your face, um, it's the bear's turn. The bear sees the sleeping harpy in front of it, and proceeds to just, just hit, just swipe at it with its claws, and that harpy's gone, dead, done. And the Does bear's, it just, just, just like I, I, gobble it up. <laughs> no, it just like just goes and swipes at it with its claws and just goes as it's dead and then starts to lumber and starts to and gets on its hind legs for a second and then comes back down and starts to lumber towards the other harpy. Not even paying not even paying any of you guys. Yeah, not paying you guys nice. any mind at all for now. Um we're back at the top of the order to uh Axford. What's Axford gonna do? He'll uh do 
a bardic inspiration on um, uh, Jack. Okay. Jack, this time. I want you to take a whack at that harpy. And I can't rhyme anymore, but my song will be cool tonight at the concert. I, I really, I really love the fact that you're taking over also the, 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 the character duties. It's, it's making for a very enjoyable time for me to say. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Jack, you now, you're now, you now feel, you feel inspired. Um, Woo! What does that do you're for real, me? You're, you're really not happy with the, uh, I mean, not, I shouldn't say not happy, but you're like used with the, uh, musical attempt. You could get a 1d6 on any attack roll, saving throw, or ability check. I feel like I wouldn't take it just because of the bad song. <laughs> no, is, uh, is, is, is the harpy, uh, the harpies with Skogar, right? They're, they're, they're in, yeah, in, in, in melee, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in so that case, I, I think I'm up next, though, Jack. You King are. You're yes. Right. yes. Lucar is next. That's true. So I turn around to the uh, lady. I'm like, well, the bear and the harpy, now, now the bear's not outnumbered. Am I still attacking the harpy? <laughs> I, th I think you should. You heard your friend saying that bear's innocent. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to ray of frost the harpy, and it's a 23 to hit. That's for sure a hit. And um, it's only two points of damage, and the harpy is slowed down as well. Oh, okay. So the harpy is in a slowed status. So I, I saw your note, uh, Velma. The the NPC is not going to take an act. The bonus the bonus action is enough for him. The <laughs> Watch me it shatter him now. Bard it, and the Witcher participated it, occasionally. It, it it takes it takes the bard a full action just to come up with those awesome lyrics, and then he uses <laughs> and then he uses the bonus action to particularly inspire somebody yeah all right um so i'm gonna i'm gonna shoot an arrow at this now chilled harpy uh that is going to be for to hit uh because i used the bardic inspiration yeah. um 27 to hit that is a miss just kidding <laughs> good, good jokes that's 11 points of damage on him. Wow. On, on Dude, her. This, on it. This, this harpy is like, is just like wounded and wings are sort of like twitching as she's like, just keeps getting hit. Um, and it is Velma, your turn. Finish it. All right. We shall. Well, we'll no, don't try. kill it. No. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I'm dual wielding, and I missed on both uh, slices at the harpy, so it doesn't matter. You missed. Okay, I won't <laughs> kill it. <laughs> Thank you. This is, not, this um, is a support build, not a combat build. You are convinced. <laughs> Lissa, Lissa, it is your turn. All right, Lissa pulls out a ball from her pouch, and she's going to throw it at this harpy. Okay. Nice. Do it. Trying to capture it. So uh, the capturing spell has a spell save DC of five. Um, and then plus seven if it's below half. I'm assuming it's below half of the It is below half. So yep. that, that's a 12. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the creature's CR is added to the roll against the accumulated DC. I think that's it. Okay. okay. So, yeah. Gotcha. So its challenge rating is added as a bonus to the roll. Yes. 
<laughs> okay, so that's against a plus one. <laughs> all right, all right, come on. Below a 12, let's go. <laughs> it's okay. Oh! It's an 11. Yes! All right. So, um, I will, I'll, I'll do the honor of describing the first, the first, the first one. Um, so, like, you, just you, you hear, like, this really, you, you just, for some reason, in, in your, in your brain, you just hear this really kick-ass, like, like, intense music, like, da, 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 and then, like, and then the ball, the ball opens up, and this energy comes out of the ball, and proceeds to just envelop this harpy, and it's, like, like, so confused, as the energy just pulls the harpy into the ball, and you slow, you see the, harpy turns into like a like just like like um what's the word i'm looking for um uh, like 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 gaseous almost right it's form yeah 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 as it just sort of like just sort of like gets sucked into the as it's it screeches it just gets sucked into the ball the ball closes and it and it bounces around a couple times and it just and then it just settles it has a nice satisfying click Yep. And you have captured your first creature. Melissa <laughs> jumps in the air, pumping her fist like, yes! You go like this and you freeze in midair like, yeah! I got him! <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, so the only thing left is the bear. Um, and Skogar, it's your turn. And the bear is just kind of like, bear looks really confused, like wondering where the harpy went. It's like, rrr, rrr. And it looks, and at Skogar looks, it glances over at you, and just kind of, it kind of smells the air as it looks at you, and it's like, Ugh. and he just turns his head away. Skogar rips like just like a huge fart, <laughs> like and it's leather, and it's like in his tight ass <laughs> leather pants, so it like sounds super high pitched and squeaky. <laughs> I'm going to. Uh... Take a leap and roll to get out of the blast. <laughs> the bear, the bear, the bear goes. It just yeah. starts to, it just starts to like gallop off before it's even Azuri's turn, and the bear and the bear leaves, and you have officially dropped out of initiative order. I turned um, up and I just go. I thought, I thought, I thought, what, what, what did you, what did you do to the, what did you do to that thing? I thought, I thought we weren't like killing things, and then it was like not, not, not like our thing. You just like, you just like collapsed it down to nothing. What, what? Well, Lissa well, goes and gets the ball, and she says, "Oh no, it's not nothing. It's still fine. It's, it's just resting inside of here. It's gone." <clears throat> No, 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 no! It'll come back. I'm gonna give it a little bit to like rest up, but yeah. The Axford brings out his lute one more time, and says, "The students from Winshire, they attacked with some great fire. They attacked a harpy and a bear, and they disappeared into thin air." <laughs> the, the, oh. the, the dwarven woman goes, "God, shut up!" and uh. Getting better, getting better, Lucar. Getting better. <laughs> and so, so, uh, so everybody, so y'all get back. Those that were off the off the coach get back on. Um, so, Lissa, you're gonna have to, and we can probably message about it prior to the next session. 
of like how you're going to manage having a trying to have a harpy familiar in your mage breeder sphere and how that's going to work um because because mm-hmm. the thought the bear would have been the direction to go but we're you know, going persona on this you know yeah you go you go with the weak you go with the weakest you gotta go after the weakest one right it's, it's still a monster to, you know it's ex- fine. exactly exactly <laughs> um so as you get on so as you get on the as you all get on the coach and you sit back down and the coach starts moving again the dwarven woman actually like gets up out of her seat it's got her like her yarn bag you know with with stuff in it and she comes out of her shoulder and she comes up to you and she says uh thanks thanks a bunch for taking care taking care of that situation that could have been bad and she's wringing her old wrinkly hands together it's like you know, i'm getting too old to deal with stressful things like this and uh she reaches into her bag and hands you each a knit accessory um you can pick either knit gloves or a knit hat so Lissa, gloves or hat? Hat. Okay. Lucar? Hat. Okay. Azuri? Hat. Okay. Jack? I mean, I go gloves just to be different. Okay. Uh, Skogar? Uh, definitely hat. Okay. And Velma, gloves or hat? Gloves. Okay. I, I knit these. I, I, I knit these special. These aren't your ordinary gloves and hats now. Uh, make good use out of them, kids. And she goes and sits back down. Any final thoughts before we close out for the evening on 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 your new so gifts? Azuri, Azuri takes the hat and he puts it on. And for one of the first times, uh, other than sleeping, he takes the hood of his gray cloak and puts it down. And is, Whoa. His hat. So anybody that's been paying attention to Azuri's uh, fashion choices um, is really impacted by his putting down of the hood. No, I think Jack will just, uh, you know, he'll try on the gloves. Okay. Uh, Jack, when you put them on, you you feel a weird little charge when you put them on. Cool, 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 cool. Anyone else? Just sure I'll slide on some gloves. Okay. Same. You feel a charge as well. Skogar looks around, looks like he doesn't really have any, he doesn't want to put a hat on because he's already got the skull cap and he kind of looks like that wants to look like real tough going to the concert. So he grabs the stocking cap and just kind of stuffs it down in his crotch area, just like in his leather pants. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's a little bit warm down there. He's sweat. He's sweating. Any so yeah. So then, uh, Lucar, do you care to do anything regarding I'll, your item? I'll try it on since the woman's sitting right there. You try it on. It fits. It fits so nice. So like, nice. Thank you so much. I can't wait. You know, as the weather's getting a little cooler, I'll be wearing this more often. Uh, however, my luxurious locks need to uh, need to breathe tonight for the concert. So I'm just gonna put this and I stuff it in my trench coat pocket she she sighs and she goes she goes you're welcome it's like don't any of you even know what i what what don't you any of you know how to how to find out if you got something that's magic or not aren't you students i thought you knew that kind of stuff she says that i cast detect magic in me (laughs) that's more of a second semester thing (laughs) that's like a 200 level class (laughs) you did you detect magic and all the and so you see skogar's like crotch area is glowing (laughs) and everybody's everybody's knit everybody's knit items are glowing because they're all magic (laughs) and just to and and on a high note um the gloves are or the the, i'm sorry that we'll start with the hat the hat is a hat of dark vision so if you wear the hat 
you've got dark vision. It will allow you to see in the dark up to 15 feet ahead of you. And then the gloves are knit gloves of hill giant strength. You get three charges, three charges. And then once used, they'll become a regular pair of gloves. There you go. You've got knit gloves of hill giant strength with three charges and hats of dark vision. Nice. Um, And and just to end end on a stupid note, the drow that's been sitting on the in the in the coach the whole time is still on his is still on his smartphone and you see him like this he's like he looks up he glances all of you he glances back down just goes back on his on his smartphone and that's where we're gonna end um, <laughs> and you are you are approaching the gates of Fairhaven and we will end there for tonight hopefully uh, have been enjoying the adventure so far and are happy with the direction things are going. Um, I am first like I record the I record the I just just to be clear I'm recording the sessions and doing the podcast just for the fun of it because I think it's fun to listen to to help keep the continuity going um if we get more people listening to it cool if not I really don't care that much about it um it's really more to make for a good story so if you guys ever have any ideas of anything you want to do or see happen or whatever just email me or send me messages in discord or whatever just so we can keep it lively because I want to make sure everybody has a good time because I don't want you to be bored. So, and it's tough managing six people and separate stories for people and stuff like that. So I try to make stuff short and quick where I can, but uh, yeah, hope you've enjoyed it tonight and we'll see you in a week. Will Axford's song be any good at open mic night? Will Skogar take the hat out of his pants? Can Lissa train and mage breed a harpy? Who are Lucar's real parents? And since when did Jack have elf ears? Answer to these questions and many more on the next episode of Eberron Adventures.